slips on a 20 karat engagement ring on her finger. At least it was a diamond. Diamond, (laughs) my bad. At least it was a diamond. Because LJ Shin don't play around with these fucking bullshit. No, she does not. She knows what we need. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. Today we have an amazing book, one of our new favorite reads. But before we get into that, Sav, how are you? I am good. It's finally beach weather. So I've been beaching, which is great. And quit my job. (laughs) So life is great around here. How are you? I'm good. So uh, I pulled an April Fool's joke on my boyfriend. Oh yeah. So my boyfriend's moving out um into his own place. And so I, I like April Fools. And um at this age, it's kind of like you're not really we're not doing the fake pregnancy test. We're not doing that. Like we're being mindful. Yeah. And so he's moving out, getting his own place. And so I texted him, being like, I got like my own toothbrush holder, the <laughs> monogram towels. I ordered my own little dresser, a little dresser organizer. And the whole time I'm sending this, I'm giggling to myself. <laughs> he texts me. He was like, work was so busy. Oh, he completely <laughs> ignored. And I looked at your text message and I was like, what the fuck is this woman saying? <laughs> and I was like, April Fool's. And he said it was an F minus um, joke. Oh, But I thought it was funny. But I thought it was funny. I was giggling. Other than that, one month left of school and we're going to binge read all summer. So that's where I'm at. We also have less than a month until Taylor Swift. We have no clue what we're wearing. That's currently where we're at in the struggle bus is that people are showing up and showing out with their Taylor Swift outfits and we don't know what to wear. Now I got my boots in the mail, some rhinestone face jewelry, slowly building, but... Some people are popping off, but some of the, I don't know, but this is the thing. Some of the dresses that people are wearing are over $400. I, I just can't. Well, I originally got my outfit on Shein and imagine my surprise when a girl that I didn't really like from our sorority was wearing the same fucking thing. And like, not to be dramatic, but I cannot wear the same thing that she was wearing I was like no this is bad for my image I have to completely start from scratch (laughs) yeah but we can see we're gonna see the icon so very soon the other thing that I have to say is that I texted Emily last Thursday (laughs) (laughs) Seth spit my mouth and it was impeccable truly so good i i have no notes would highly recommend that's all i'm gonna say big fan of edging on this podcast really big fan you don't want to talk about how you took david to a strip club yeah i can so it was my brother's spring break so we went to go visit our friend ashley in charlotte and in charlotte the show clubs are 18 and up so we took my brother to a strip club. But this is the position I was in. He really wanted to go because this is not something that he can do in Atlanta. It's his senior spring break. And our friend was like, yeah, like, let's go. I wasn't going to be the Debbie Downer. 
Yeah, you had to be the encouraging sister. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. So you went. I'm going to take pole dancing classes. I found some in Atlanta because the arm strength of these women, this one girl was on the pole and there was another girl at the bottom of the pole and she was like a table for the other girl. Honestly, it's not even the arm strength. It's the core strength. The core strength. I'm in awe. So I will be starting that over the summer. Yep. I have never been to a strip club and you, every time you've gone, you've been without me and I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> we need to go Cinco de Mayo. We can go. I'm not going to, I'm not coming on Cinco de Mayo anymore because I quit my job. So now I have, oh. listen, my new job called me and they were like, Hey, we need you to start on this day. <laughs> like, okay, that's great. Here's my dilemma. I have these Taylor Swift tickets and they're on Friday. And then, so I need to like be remote. Oh. That and he was like, okay. And I was like, listen, I would rather sell my soul <laughs> these tickets. So like, you just let me know what I have to do. But yeah, I have like so much PTO. I can't, I was you planning on taking it. like six trips between now and June. And now I have like this real job. Okay. We had to find time to go to the ship club. I haven't really been reading. The only book I read was this book this week that we're discussing. I haven't read a thing. Like, have not. I have started a couple things in my Kindle, but can't get anything going. It's the April slump. It's the April like it is. I think this is what happened to me. I read this book three weeks ago, and I loved it so much that I'm going to have to, like, immediately dive back in. Like, I need to reread right now <laughs> it's like put and me in a slump she has another book coming out so it's the one that follows ruthless rivals i think it comes out like in the i think in like a month i i haven't read ruthless rival Is i really it- like i really liked it it's courtroom like lawyer client oh that's fun and they like know each other i just here's the thing about lj shen she just performs sister is working she is performing and like anything she reads i love so i except for the kiss leaf that book was awful i will go on record i love that book oh i hated the kiss thief but everything else is so good her two favorite books of mine that are i love all of her books but that are like very underrated is the devil wears black and then sparrow the Devil Wears Black is Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. And I don't think that the in the unlikely event, those just don't get enough credit. I think once I finish Thorn Princess, I would have read all of LJ's books. I didn't okay, but Thorn Princess wasn't bad. I haven't I, read I'm but, halfway. I'm halfway. Yeah. It was tough to like it was a tough one for me. Yeah. I think after that, I would have read all her books. Okay, well, maybe I'll go on a little LJ dive, and I'm going to start by, I mean, I ordered these tabs halfway through. Like, my book has so many little folded corners because I loved it so much, and I was, like, giggling, kicking my feet up, smiling from ear to ear. I think I'm just going to have to read it again, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, do what the heart wants. Yeah, sometimes you got to finish the book, immediately go right back in because you're not quite done with it yet. Nope. And that's fine. 
Well, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and get into it since we're already talking about how we love how much we love this book. So we have two fabulous authors this week that are both faves of the podcast. So first, we're going to get into Parker S. Huntington, who is a stay-at-home dog mom from Southern California. When she is not writing and exchanging food pics with her friends, she's binge-watching an unhealthy amount of Netflix. Books by Parker include Darling Venom and Devious Lies. And Parker has a degree from Harvard. What she a play. What a sly. So, um, Alajais, we've um, covered her before. She is a Wall Street Journal, U.S. Today, Washington Post, and number one Amazon bestselling author of contemporary new adult and young adult romance. She enjoys good wine, bad reality TV shows, and reading to her heart's content. Books by LJ include the All Saints High series, The Devil Wears Black, and Ruthless Rival. And today, we're going to talk about My Dark Romeo, which is written by both authors, and quickly became a favorite of ours. I would like to add a brief interjection. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Did you know that the New York Times bestselling la- bestsellers list is like basically bullshit? Did you know this? Yeah. They like don't actually use data. And it's like basically bullshit. So James Patterson, who's like a really famous author. Yeah, my dad reads. My okay. dad reads him. Yeah, um, he basically wrote like an op-ed to the New York Times about how bullshit the bestseller list was, and that like we live in this world where it has they have actual data to pull together a list of like the top whatever bestsellers. And instead, they're just going off of like who they like the most and the books that they feel align the most with their base instead of actually using data. So they say that like the Amazon lists are the best way to like pick stuff out because the best, the New York Times bestseller list is like bullshit. Like you can basically buy your way onto the New York Times bestseller list. Can I say something really shitty? Yeah. It makes sense why Colleen Hoover just stays. I know that's so bad. No, I'm like, I'm over Colleen. Dude, I have to say, I was, there was somebody that posted in this Facebook group. I can't remember the name. She did an engage. She's a big Colleen fan. Okay. She did an engagement shoot surrounded by Colleen Hoover themes. And it wrapped around, it ends with us. Okay. And I just don't think that that's a book that you want to circle your engagement shoot around it ends with us as like really glorified domestic violence and i'm like really not here for it yeah so i'm just like that to me okay (laughs) the colleen obsessed fans are giving disney adult and you cannot tell me otherwise like and this is the thing i like i her books got me i'm hooked hooked cry tears emote like but, like, I'm not, like, that big of, like, a stan. I just wish that other authors who we also love were getting the same recognition that are on par or better than Colleen. I agree. Anyways, that's all I wanted to share, is that the New York Times bestseller list is bullshit, and the Amazon lists actually go off of, like, books that people are buying, and so that's what you should really base it off of are like who's actually who's I mean I just think it's like based on who's actually popular what books are actually being read instead of this like kind of bullshit list yeah I agree 
Okay, sorry. Little side tangent. We don't have a dedication this week, but there is a little quote, and it says, Thus with this kiss I shall die, which is from William Shakespeare. And it's from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Okay. Do you like Romeo and Juliet? It's so dramatic. It is. (laughs) It's like the classic, you know, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I live for a little drama. (laughs) (laughs) Getting into the plot review for My Dark Romeo. So Romeo Costa has worked his whole life to dismantle his father's empire from the inside. And one of the last things on his to-do list is to find a bride. And who better to choose for a wife than the girl picked for his little shit of a competitor? Romeo scandalizes Dallas in front of the whole town of Chapel Falls, which is her hometown, so that she'll be forced to marry him. How does he scandalize her, you ask? That's great. The whole town sees him with his fingers in her underwear. (laughs) Romeo doesn't want love, sex, commitment, or intimacy. Meanwhile, that's all Dallas craves in life. This relationship slowly thaws Romeo's icy heart and forces Dallas to grow up along the way. But the path to happily ever after is filled with lots of banter, angst, steam, and billionaire alpha drama. Truly a top five all-time favorite read. Like, this book had it all. It was so extremely witty, spicy, had a good plot, and was so well-written. And it was, like, I think the perfect balance of wittiness and banter. Like, it didn't feel forced. Dallas truly had me laughing, and I was... She had so much personality and she just truly did not give a fuck. Like, I love a girl who eats. Love it. Like, keep eating. And um, she slowly chiseled away, like, Romeo's icy personality. And, like, I like her wanting to be a mom, like, it did make me, like, emo. Rumi- Romeo is one of the best male characters. And, like, he can make her orgasm through multiple times through her clothes. Like, what a man. I did feel bad for Romeo. I did because of the pressure that was put on him by his dad, everything with the company. But I liked the aspect of like his friends, the group chats and like how even though his friends like they all had this banter with each other, they were just very close with like each other. And I think that Dallas and Romeo were the perfect balance for each other. And (laughs) the fact that like the nicknames like shortbread, he kept having shortbread around. It was really sweet. And um. She wanted him to say please one time. Like, she's like, you can say the P word. He's like, calling you a parasite seemed unfitting in this circumstance. This is the part of the book. I'm reading <laughs> out cackling. And I'm like, Zep, Zep, let me tell you what she just told him. So funny. And then he says, all you have to do is be alive for me to get a hard on. So don't worry about your pretty head about underperforming. A goner. Her going to sleep when she was supposed to pack her clothes. So he comes to pick her up. It's like, okay, marriage is happening. Slips on a 20 carat engagement ring on her finger. At least it was a diamond. Diamond, (laughs) my diamond. At least it was a diamond. Because LJ Shin don't play around with these fucking bullshit engagement rings. She knows what we need. And so he's like, you have two hours to pack. Homegirl puts cheaters on the TV. And she takes a full nap. He doesn't give a shit. He like fire hydrants her over the shoulder, like fireman puts her over his shoulder and was like, there you go. You don't even get to bring your shoes. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about her sister. 
mixed feelings. The seducing him in the library. Mm. I think that the sister is going to end up with one of the friends. I know. Are we going to, is this going to become a series? They responded on one of their Instagram comments that they're not sure if it will yet, but like the, the players are in place to potentially yeah. become a series. And then my last thing I have to do is so they come back from their $1.4 million honeymoon. Um, and he was like, I'm moving out. He goes to his penthouse. She knows that he's watching her on the security cameras. <laughs> she throws a party <laughs> at his house with everybody that he hates. Just the power moves. Like he'll play, like he'll move his chess piece because she'll move hers right back. Literally, he has a blacklist of people that he wants to avoid, and she invites them all to his house. Um, I would like to say on the her going to sleep when she was supposed to be packing. Have you watched Love is Blind yet? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I can't say what I want to say. I'm not going to watch. People listening that have seen Love is Blind will know what I'm talking about. At one point, this man is pouring. You should watch. This is the worst, best season of reality TV I have seen since Teresa Judice flipped that table. Like, that is the <laughs> level of drama we are getting. But there's one point this man is pouring out his heart to this woman, and she is dead ass asleep. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that's Dallas. I am obsessed with this book. Loved it. Immediate five stars. Again, gonna probably take a, a little dip back in because I loved it so much. I was actively giggling, cackling, laughing so much while reading it. So many things had me laughing out loud. Dallas's absolutely outrageous remarks, like her, the things that she would say to this man compared to his really dry personality was just really fucking funny. Zach, who's one of the friends, called Dallas different D names the entire book. He called her Denver, Denmark. It was so funny and so like slight that it just made me giggle. Her obsession with Harry Potter. So when she refuses to pack, the sister, it's so dramatic too, which is why I think it's so funny. The sister throws herself on top of the car as they're leaving with a suitcase. And it's full of, they call it Henry Plotkin, but it's like Harry Potter books. And because she has to take them with her. And then the way that Dallas tries to get back at Romeo every time, like he tries to hit her where it hurts and she just is an outrageous person. And I love her so much. There is a point where they're on the plane, right? And the only thing that she brought when she left her house, because again, she was sleeping beauty, taking a little nap, is a books, okay? <laughs> when they're in the library before they leave, Romeo's like, why don't you read, like, don't bring your filth, as in your smut books, like, bring something of substance. So she flirts with the fucking pilots, gets in trouble, and ends up, like, he makes her sit in between his legs and, like, is playing with her hair. This man is so obsessed with her in the beginning. And he can see, <laughs> he can see over her shoulder. And he says, shortbread. She says, asshole. He says, it's been a while since I've read Anna Karina, but I'm pretty sure I would remember if Anna and Count Alexi engaged in a praise game. <laughs> so she put the dust cover for Anna Karina over <laughs> Book. power move 
power move. I think that's so fucking funny. Um, you stole the second half of my quote, which is so funny because we highlight the same fucking things. But when he says, all you have to do is be alive for me to get a heart on. So don't worry, you're pretty head about underperforming. The first thing he says to her is, while I'm not a fan of your personality, I'd pay good money to just sit and watch you breathe. An absolute fucking honor. And the reason it's called My Dark Romeo is because he gets poisoned by his competitor that he stole Dallas from, basically. And instead of, like, flipping a U-turn and going to the hospital, he goes home so that he can see Dallas one more time. And I'm just like, this man was so in love. So in love with her. Like, goes home so that he can tell her that he loves her. And then he quite literally dies And he's in the hospital for, like, three or four days. She doesn't leave his side. She refuses to, like, go anywhere. It was just, I don't know. The way that it came full circle, it did. The enemies to lovers was hitting. The arranged marriage was hitting. The banter was hitting. I just loved it so much. Madison Litch is a little bitch. Oh. (laughs) And also, can we talk about, hold on. How did we make it through this without talking about the dad? Yeah. So the reason that Romeo has trust issues is because his dad fucked his fiance in his Morgan. Home. Fuck Morgan. Yeah. And fuck that dad. That's like, I felt so bad for Romeo. Like he was just like, of course he's going to be a raging dick. Poor little buddy just had some trust issues. You know, he didn't know. He didn't know that it was all misplaced. He was trying to protect himself. One thing I have to say that was funny when Dallas, so she is studying lit at Emory and she was like, yeah, he was like, um, Romeo's like, when do you have to marry? And she was like, when I finish school, so she's been purposely failing her semester so she can stay in school longer and not become married. I really loved everything about her. And like, she could spend a million dollars in a day. And I admire like that. Yeah. I think work. Yeah, like she invited the um Ermi, how do you say it? Hermes, Ermi. Hermes. Um, their personal shopper to her the party that she threw. Like she's like best friends with them at this point. I just I loved it so much. I'm gonna immediately dive back in because the storyline, the banter was it was just top tier. Okay, should we get into the spice? Let's do it. Okay, I think I'm giving it like two peppers yeah i gave it two peppers too i need to talk about the whipped cream scene (laughs) i have to talk about it because this is the thing just the power moves in this book so romeo is really pissing off dallas like she's like really fucking like upset and pissed off so they start like kind of exploring each other like sexually da 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 and um so she's going to go down on him. And she was like, I will feel more comfortable if like we had like some whipped cream. And if like you were on the bed, like I would feel more comfortable giving you a blowjob that way. And she was like, I want to tie you up. I've never done that before. Little did we know she's like a girl scout or some kind of scout. And she knows how to do quadruple knots. So she ties him to the bed and he's thinking, oh, like things are getting kinky. And then <laughs> she sprays the whipped cream on his dick. And she leaves him. 
And his staff has to come and find him covered in soggy whipped cream and naked. I'm to the bed. And she goes and takes his his credit card and books a suite at a hotel that's like $150,000 a night. Honestly, such a slay. <laughs> I can't even like, I have no, no marks. This is the thing about this book that I wish didn't happen, but I'm, I loved it so much that I was along for the ride is the like Mormon level soaking. <laughs> Mormon level fucking that you get because at one point he's like Romeo is really weird about like come like he doesn't want kids so he's like no I'm not letting I'm not ejaculating inside you near you I really don't want to do it at all and you know that's a unique situation to be in so when they're in Paris he doesn't have any condoms, so he fucks her through a sheet. <laughs> I was like, this is this is not it for me. That's the only thing about this book that I did not enjoy was yeah. the Mormon through Soaking. the fucking. Because this is my thing. I would be like, can it not soak through? <laughs> like, I was really thinking, like, analytically about this. I was like, can it not soak through? It's almost like when you're in high school. Did you ever get told this? No, because you weren't really a whore in high school. So you didn't have these experiences. I used to think that if someone came on my skin, it would seep through into the bloodstream. And I would get so I felt like that a little bit. I was like, mm, Romeo doesn't really know how this works. It's like me thinking that it's going to come through my skin. But whatever. Like he literally took her virginity like with his tongue. Oh, it was so good. And I'm thinking, like, how long does this man's tongue? I don't know, cause yeah. In the hotel. In the hotel. Her shitty piece of shit ex-fiance is like on the other side. And then I've kite. I was a little bit fascinated by the toothbrush. When he was like, I want to try anal, and he was like, I have an electric toothbrush. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little intrigued. You, I cannot say that on the podcast. <laughs> Digital footprint. I need to walk it back because I'm pretty sure that on my I would use an electric toothbrush as a, a younger person. I was like, yeah, I think that was an experience for everyone. Okay, we all did that. That makes me feel so much better. We again digital footprint. We really need to think about what we're putting. Out. So why are you confused if you also were a victim of childhood toothbrush? But not like the butt. Okay, well, don't knock anything until you try it. Seth tried to put that butt plug in me again last week, and I was like, no. <laughs> The last time it got stuck in my ass and I was traumatized. So I need at least a year of recovery before I try that again. He was spitting in my mouth to try to appease me to the butt plug. And I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> I'm paying attention. <laughs> okay. I have several things to discuss for Spice. When they finally do start fucking, it's great. Great. Pull around a lot. 
which I'm thankful for. If they didn't fuck until the last little bit, I would have been really upset. So I'm thankful for him taking her virginity with his tongue, the toothbrush anal, like I'm thankful for all of those things. So they are doing the deed. They are fucking. She says, Rom, I need to come. He says, what you need to be is fucking grateful. Then he says, such a good girl. Words I never thought I'd say, especially to this particular girl who is anything but good 200% of the time. If only you took directions so well when you're not filled with my cock. Who owns your ass? I growled. You. Louder. You. Now crawl forward and show me your cunt from behind. I want to see if it's worth my cum. No notes. Again. Then he comes home. He's had a rough day. She's in the kitchen with all of the staff who she has made her loyal followers. They have no. Love her. They love her. They love her. They have absolutely no loyalty to Romeo anymore. He says, I need to speak with you. She's scared that she's like in trouble. She's like, fuck, I haven't really done anything. But like, you never know. I could have done something in the past and he's just now finding out. And so she says, whatever you need to say, you can say in front of me and Hetty. And he goes, okay, fine enough. Very well. In two swift steps, Romeo hoisted me up, perched my butt on the kitchen island and began unbuckling his pants between my legs. Gasping, I turned to stare at Hetty behind me. What in the Lord's name do you think you're doing? He flattens me on the counter. His tongue trailed upward towards my breast. You said whatever I need from you can happen here in front of Hetty. I'm having a bad day and need to pick me up. Came here to cream pie and my wife's tight cunt and slap her tits a little. Hetty is welcome to leave at any point. I love my wife and an arranged marriage. And then she's because she's on the counter, she says... This is unsanitary. People are supposed to eat here. He says, I do intend to eat here. Your pussy. A joy. A dream. We love Romeo. We love Dallas. Love. Let's get into some discussion questions. This is my personal favorite. If you had to spend $700,000 in a day on whatever you want, what would you buy? I'd have to say I'm going designer. I want... Going back, and this is a thing, I am dating somebody who doesn't go to galas. Mm. This is back to my thing. I just want to go to a gala so badly. I would buy a ridiculous, like Oscar de la Renta, some kind of designer ball gown. Mm. I Here's my thought. I don't think that you can buy property because it's not going to happen in a day, right? Yes. I could spend... I mean, 700000 honestly wouldn't be enough. You know what I mean? Like, I know, like, we could go shopping. <laughs> could I go think shopping. I would buy a car. That would be my first stop in the morning to the car place. And I would say, look, I have $700,000. I need to be in and out of here in 45 minutes. I don't want to spend four hours here. I have $700,000. I'm not buying a fucking Honda. Get me in and out. And then I do think we'd have to do a little shopping. A lot of shopping designer. I mean, honestly, just like a wardrobe refresh. I'd buy a new couch, new kitchen appliances, maybe. And then I like that she, I mean, she really supported charity. And she really did. Be, she'd be out at lunch and say, you know what? I'm going to actually pay for everyone's <laughs> lunch in the building on my husband. Let's just charge it to this credit card. <laughs> Power moves. Power moves. Such a sleigh. I would definitely do a Cartier ring. Like it oh. has to be designer because 
that when else would I get the opportunity to spend seven hundred thousand dollars in a day? I think I'd want to go to Bottega and get like some bags. I'd want to go to Hermes. I have all these plans. And then what I would hop off the day. So car shopping, buying everyone lunch. And then I would finish my day browsing the Delta website and seeing where I could plan a trip to and plan some trips ahead in advance. That would be my plan. Yeah. Seth and I have been watching a lot of Below Deck. Oh, I'm caught up. I've seen every episode, every season of Below Deck. Captain Lee. Captain Lee is my favorite captain. We're currently watching the sailing season. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. So I'm like, I mean, I have to buy a boat. Like a super yacht. I mean, that has to be on the list. So maybe it's car, boat, shopping, buying everyone lunch, and then whatever I have left, I'll just buy some plane tickets, plan some trips. And I think it was a very big power move that she turned off her phone. Oh, every time she left the house because he was tracking her. Yep. See, here, here's where I run into a dilemma. If I was in an arranged marriage... I like the concept of my man being so obsessed with me that he's tracking me all the time because he's not having her like tailed, which I think is important. But that was part of her negotiation when she threw the party with all the people that he hated of like, I need you to stop spying on me and stop tracking me. Yeah. Dallas was like, I'm going to put my foot down in this relationship. Honestly, such a slay. Okay. What is the ultimate female power move? Oh, I think women as a whole can use our sexuality for good and for evil when we want to. And the concept of like when she was threatening to leave and she looked all risque on the hood of the car, like she knew how to get him and how to hit him where it hurts. And so that's my thought process of like using what you got to get what you want. And like you can use your body and use your sexuality in ways that are empowering. I agree. I think that is one of the biggest power moves. And also the read receipts. Like leaving a man on red. Like leaving a man on red is such a power move. I think we hold a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, I will react to a message. But like you don't need my reply. I'm busy. I'm doing things. Yeah, I'm spending seven hundred thousand dollars. I don't need to reply. He was like, um, she was like, how do you know how much I spend it? He was like, that's the only form of life. I knew he was like, if you were spending, I knew you were living. <laughs> I also think she was manipulating the ex. I mean, it wasn't even a boyfriend. She didn't even like the fucking guy, but she was manipulating him because she knew that it would hurt Romeo. And so like, because he kept hurting her, she kept fighting back and she was using, like he was tracking her and doing things that invaded her privacy, but she was like actually hurting his feelings and using his ex. Like the whole thing where she went to the restaurant across from his office and had lunch with her ex-fiance so that he could see it from his office And then he just bought the fucking restaurant. Like, that was a good power move on both of their parts. Yeah. And then we have to, because we love Romeo so much, we have to put him in the boyfriend pyramid. As you guys know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. 
at the bottom, ultimate friends with benefits might tell your friends, might not tell your friends. Then we have meet the parents could be the one could not be. Then we have white picket fence. So the two and a half kids red door. And at the top we have God tier. So Sav, where are you putting Romeo? Romeo is God tier. Yeah. He's God tier. There's no question. There's has to be. And we haven't had a God tier in a hot minute. We haven't. We've been in a God tier drought. So I'm and here we are. glad we are finally back to having God tier worthy men. In my house, Christian Harper and Romeo are roommates. Is Christian Harper the one from the Twisted series? Yes. I've got to be honest. You put everyone with Christian Harper. I know. I really do. Because they're all the same. All he's, he's so malleable. He can go anywhere. Really? Or him and Vicious could be roomies. Ooh, they could. I think him and Vic would be friends. I don't yeah. know who I would put him with. Currently, like, he's all I can think about. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> he gets, you know how on the Jersey Shore? <laughs> you know how on the Jersey Shore? Yeah. Oh, there's, like, the boom boom room. Like, yeah. And Romeo are currently in the boom boom room and all the other roommates are in their respective rooms because we need some alone time together. (laughs) As you guys can see, we really did like this book. We loved it. What the fuck are we going to (laughs) read? I don't know. Like we said, hope you all loved this book. We were obsessed. Here's where we're at. Emily and I, sometimes when we are recording the pod... We'll spend 25 minutes trying to track down a book to read next week. And then we change it anyway. So you know what? Just tune in on Instagram at Spice Rack Pod. And we will post on Saturday or Sunday what we are planning to read for the next week. Instead of wasting everyone's time and saying that we're going to read a book. Because you know that we're not. Like, you know that we're going to change it. So we're just going to skip that step and let you know what we're reading next week on Instagram. All right. Bye, guys. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.